0: Good morning, Roxy. Roxy. Good morning, Tom. Tom. Do you know what I did this morning? What did you do? Your worst fear become realized. What oh. do you hate the most in the entire world? Does it have to do with a needle and blood? It has to do with the needle. And no, it was oh, not in my face. It was in my arm, which sounds even oh, worse. Was it is- wasn't heroin? No, it wasn't heroin. <laughs> I got my blood taken because I realized that I haven't gotten a physical for so long because of this coronavirus. And I'm so afraid to actually go into any place for the fear of like, I, I'm, I think to myself, like there are people in the doctor's office who have had coronavirus. Oh. and Now <clears> I'm like that much closer to it, you know? So yes. I haven't been getting physicals and now I did. Oh my god! Well, congratulations! I'm very proud of you. You
1: took one for the team. Does does that count for me too? Now do I not need to get blood blood drawn? Please, yeah, but when it was get
0: coming out. it didn't- Oh, there was no flow of blood because I was so dehydrated because okay. we weren't allowed to eat before. And the whole time I was thinking like, Roxy would hate this. Roxy yeah. would hate this. <laughs> she would not be okay. And I thought about you sweating. So you were oh, with me.
1: Okay, good, good. Well, I also have some breaking news to tell you about this week. You're pregnant. Um, even better. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, that too um <laughs> after 7 months this week since not since february um i decided to make a big step or take a big step I got my hair done.
2: I swear to God. I thought, I was like,
0: what is is she doing? Has she become sober? Hell no. (laughs) But I did get my hair cut and colored, which
1: is, thank you. I'm so excited. I feel like a new woman. You do
0: feel like a new woman. And guess who we have here who also looks amazing. Can you tell us a little (gasps) bit about our guest who we have the pleasure of having on our show, who I just did her show last week and I (sighs) fell in love with her. So, what what's going on, Roxy? Oh, my God,
1: Taman, I love this woman. She is a force. She is an actress. She is a red carpet host. She's a comedian. She's a producer. She's a mom. She's philanthropist. All she's philanthropist. Everything. She's all the things. She's all the things. She is a dynamo. Um, we've known her, and we, I'm just so excited that she's finally here on our show. We loved yes. her oh, yeah. the whole time. So welcome, Melissa
3: Rivers. And I feel like I like Roxanne. I'm so happy to meet you because I feel like Cameron's my new best friend. Oh
2: my Yay.
0: god! Like I was so excited to have you on my show. I know it was so nice to talk to you and we were talking about happiness and like this journey of like Mm self-love and it's funny because I think we're both and Roxy too. She can tell me if she's not, but I think we're on this journey of like really trying to find true happiness. And I do think that that comes from the Genesis of like self-love and that's something that I'm working on. And we talked on your podcast about that. And it did, it started off my week, um, really thinking about like how I can be kinder and more graceful to myself um with the lessons that I learned on your show. So so thank you. How's how's it all going for you?
3: (laughs) Well like we discussed also on my show of my endless my years and years and years of self-loathing. And I am very proud to say I actually am still in the same place. I'm still (laughs) (laughs) self-loathing. I have so many years of unraveling to do. You know, Mm -hmm. but one tries. One, you know, so just like anybody, some days are better than others. But I just want to roll back to two things. Mm -hmm. One is, oh my god, I can't believe like the blood wouldn't come out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds that sounds kind of like something else. I'm like, what? Right, but but seriously, like I've never heard of that, but yeah, it just wouldn't come out. It just stopped. Oh, and she kept they moving the needle into my vein. She was like, well, maybe this position works. And you know when someone's like, oh, they talk about how, yeah, they talk about how good they are drawing blood, then it's always those people who are like, oh, I do this all the time. I'm like, oh, so yeah. good at it. No one ever has an issue. And it's always those freaking people that i'm like yeah. i'm in i'm still in pain yeah. from the blood being drawn
3: okay you're gonna big old bruise and oh Roxy, your hair looks fantastic oh i have God. to say i have so i have had my hair cut and colored <gasps> during first i did like my own touch-ups like my own uh-huh. root. but then i had them come to my house and outside and like we all wore masks <sighs> because i literally could not take it anymore like i mm. i literally was like i couldn't take it
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I literally, I mean, and you feel like such a new woman, you feel like empowered after you get your hair done. There's something about like working on this part of your body that you just feel like you can walk into a room and take over and like conquer the world. you know? Exactly. Especially because, like, I'm terrible at doing my own
3: hair. Oh, my God. Me too. Awful. You would awful. think, after all of these years of literally almost being born on stage, my mother is an urban legend, but it's actually yes. true. Went into labor on stage. Mm. She did. Yeah. But one would think I would be better at hair and makeup, considering I've literally been <laughs> in the business since conception. And I am personally one of those who's an absolute disaster at it. Oh, I was my about gosh, to say, like, so. tell
0: us, tell us about that experience. But I was like, but you were the baby. <laughs> I <was a> baby. <laughs> How did it feel? How about, <laughs> yeah, exactly,
3: did it break on stage? No, but she, I came early. Right. And so she was just like, felt something and kept going and then felt a stronger contraction and was like, wow. And like, stopped for a second, caught her breath and then finished the show.
1: <laughs> like a like a warrior yes exactly like the warrior that she was she's probably so funny too the whole time like well, uh, yeah, up until yeah. she got off well,
3: right? also, those do- those days you had to get through a certain amount of your show to get paid <gasps> so she looked at her <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and she said she went home had a sandwich, told my dad what was happening they went back to sleep and i was born at like two the next afternoon Wow. She, yeah. So that's, that's how you made your entrance into this world. Exactly. But I'm you would think I'd be better at hair and makeup, but I'm not. I am one of those people who's just challenged in that area Mm -hmm. of my life.
0: No. So tell me, um, you know, obviously people talk, I'd ask you all the time what it was like to have Joan Rivers as a mother, but tell us really what growing up next to her because you guys are best friends. It seemed like you were best friends. Mm -hmm. Did it feel like she was like someone who you could talk to about everything? Or did she still feel like that parental figure?
3: Well, it's very funny. It was very much a role reversal in our house. Um, first of all, people, was like, what was it like growing up with Joan Rivers, your mom, which I would say, mm-hmm. I don't know. She was always my mother. I have nothing to compare it to. Right. It's not like I went next door to the Schwartz house mm-hmm. and lived there and said, Oh, well that's what this is like. Now nah, I'm going to go back to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the perception of my mother who was very much a character on stage was very different off stage. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very traditional household, where we sat down for dinner every night properly sat down mm-hmm. you know not just like grab and go the phones were turned off it was you know time to discuss and be a family and I was expected to even though we had the housekeeper and the houseman, I still had to clear the table you know it was a you know there were expectations I know we're not supposed to have expectations anymore with our children
2: mm-hmm.
3: um there were expectations I was to get good grades I was to be polite I was to, you know there. It, It was a very, very, very traditional house. Mm -hmm. That being said, I was also a very typical teenager who, Mm -hmm. no, it wasn't like, oh, I can talk to my mom about everything. And when you have a mother like mine who was like spewing everything out on stage, Mm You know, you never wanted to give her more material. Right. <laughs> she would call you out. Don't tell her my secrets. Right, yeah. you know, but also it became you know my friends used to make fun of me and whatever because my mom was would making jokes regardless. But we were very close. She she shared more with me mm-hmm. I think than I ever really wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as an adult, I did not need to know about her sex life. Um, oh my gosh and i would just be like yeah i gotta go you know it's still your parents you're still like real details or do you think no, like no just, to, just like she's play. like no it would be like she was seeing someone she's like well we've started sleeping together and i'd be like oh my gosh ah! <laughs> i think like I, I need that <laughs> i need to leave the room now um, <laughs> but yeah i mean we obviously we were you know my my father died when i was uh 18 right mm-hmm. before i turned 19 mm-hmm. so yeah you we know, we went through a very bad phase after that but we came back together you know and and every relationship every healthy relationship with a parent especially a mother and a daughter mm-hmm. should have its ups and downs mm-hmm. if it's perfect if it's perfect all the time there's some, someone's keeping something wrong there you know it's always the perfect family that you find out later that someone's wearing women's underpants and this one's anorexic and that one. it's mm-hmm. the perfect ones you should always be scared of that to me that means there's something wrong like if i have a friend who says my parents have never fought and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, just not in front of you, you know? <laughs> right. but you know, but I was like, there's something dark and wrong going on there because mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I'm not saying like parents should be screaming at each other, but mm-hmm. I'm saying it's also really healthy for kids to it's see. Human and and you can yeah, argue with someone right. you love yeah. and make up. Right. Like my parents always, well, as my <clears throat> last thought I have is my parents <clears throat> always used to say to me when I would, when they would be mad at me is, we will always love you, but we don't like you very much right now.
1: Mm. Mm. Now, did you rebel growing up? Or, like, were you yes. sneaking? Okay. But like, what level of rebelliousness? Like, were you sneaking out of the house or were well, you like, we had,
3: we had security, we okay. had bodyguards. So it made sneaking out of the house a little more complicated,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I love
3: it. but you know, I raised my fair share of, of hell and got away with so much more than I ever should have. Uh-huh. You yeah. said it was a
0: hard time obviously, you know, when your father passed away um because he committed suicide and yes. I can't even fathom what that would do to a child. I can't I can't even fathom the post traumatic stress that you had to deal with and probably for the rest of your life. Um you said that you and your mother had a hard time after that happened. So why was that? Was, was there like
3: a, like, tell me about that. Well, mm. suicide is complicated mm-hmm. and we're being a suicide survivor, meaning somebody who is someone that they love who has killed themselves, whether it be friend, family, whatever. Um, there's a lot of anger mm-hmm. and it's a lot of free floating anger
1: mm-hmm.
3: and just due to the circumstances. I had a lot of anger towards my mother mm, and, blame her? and yeah, did you blame I her? I blamed because- everybody. Okay. There, no one was safe. From my anger. It was mm-hmm. everybody's fault. Um, which is very common.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: When you talk to someone who's lost someone to suicide, it's it's very, very common. There's a number of things that are very common.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um so it, it it was very complicated. And also she was, you know, suddenly her Fox late night show had been canceled. My father mm-hmm. had killed himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a felt like she didn't have a career, she didn't have every anything. And at one point she said i you know she couldn't deal with me so she's like i have to cut you loose i cannot help you until i i can't save you till i save myself mm-hmm. and you know would i have chosen those words probably not but it's funny cuz as an adult i know what she was trying to say mm-hmm. but as a 19 year old i'm only hearing I, you know, you, I don't love you. Right. I don't love you. Well, and yeah, I'm you're, you're not enough. Or, you're, right. You're, not, you're or no, but I'm also, not good enough. Right. Well, also, not even that you're not good enough. I don't have time for you. Uh-huh. Right. I'm dealing with me. And yes. Yeah, so, and I think it was, it was a very, very hard time. And we didn't talk for a while. Mm. And the only time we would talk would be in therapy. Mm. But again, it's so funny though, because as an adult and as a parent, I completely understand what she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But as a teenager, you don't hear that. Mm-hmm. As an adult, she was trying to say, I'm here, I love you, but I have to deal with these things. Mm-hmm. As a teenager, you hear abandonment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've already just lost my father to suicide, which, you know, obviously terrible uh, abandonment issues. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. we came, what brought us back together? Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say. I had a college boyfriend that became extremely violent. <gasps>
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. And so you needed your mom. You went back to your mom. I called her. I said, no, you know, okay. Wow. And what was her like immediate sort of response?
3: I'm on my way. Wow. Because again, we have been talking in therapy, mm-hmm. but again, it goes back to with suicide. There is so much, what I used to call free floating mm-hmm. anger. Okay. Because it's so hard to get your brain around it. Hmm. It's gotta be somebody's fault. Ah. Okay. And you blame yourself, you blame this. You, and you get to a point though, where you like, where I got was. And a friend of mine an ex a boyfriend from college at the time said to me, not the one that was violent said to me, you know, just cause you're just cause you are angry mm-hmm. at your dad doesn't mean you love too many less. And that stuck with me.
2: Oh, I mean, look, at 30
3: something years later. And for me, that's a big part of it is. Part of when you, when you lose someone to mm-hmm. suicide, one of the things you do is you put them on a pedestal mm-hmm. and you use, com- you lose complete, uh, any kind of clarity of what the actual person was. Mm-hmm. They suddenly become flawless. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, but that's very common when someone dies, that you, that you make them this flawless person rather than the human they were.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: I remember thinking to myself, and I say that all the time was, and I can say it now, I love my father i still miss my father i mm-hmm. adored my father i was very much daddy's girl as much as i was mommy's girl mm. um but i think what he did was really fucked up
2: mm. well, doesn't, mean him, doesn't mean i respect
3: him mm-hmm. it doesn't mean i respect him any less or love him any mm-hmm. less i'm just clear on i don't i think the choice he made was really fucking shitty We've all been doing
0: our part to keep our communities healthy and safe, including shopping from home. Greats has been sending shoes straight to your door since 2014. Skip the store, but still find the perfect pair. Amazing. Greats is
1: Brooklyn's first sneaker brand and is known for making the most accessibly priced Italian-made sneakers in the world. They make premium quality classics for men and women that play nice with everything in your wardrobe. And these aren't one-season shoes. They're trend-proof, built to last, and over time will become trusted and well-loved friends.
0: I definitely love mine, Roxy. But you see, that's only half the story. Greats sources the best materials and works with responsible factories that maintain the highest environmental and labor standards to craft premium-quality footwear in an ethical way. Visit Greats.com to learn more.
1: That's G-R-E-A-T-S dot com.
0: I mean, anger is not the primary emotion. We all learn that in therapy, right? Anger yeah. comes from such pain. That's where yeah. it comes from and hurt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think about people who choose suicide and, you know, I think about the fact that that's the only option because there's that much pain. Yes. And I think that the only way, I mean, I've never had anything like that happen to me. So I probably shouldn't say this, but maybe it's just like forgiveness and maybe Mm it comes from a place of like, like empathy that like, you know, that pain must've been so
3: great that they couldn't, Spend Absolutely. one more day. You know? Absolutely, you 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 say it in a much um, more eloquent fashion, right. I think. But you're 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 dead on. It's yeah. like, you know, and and again, that's something that you learn, mm-hmm. and that's something that you you have to start to figure out. Like, oh, I feel worse about the pain that he must have been in mm-hmm. than I think i do the pain i went through
0: cuz it wasn't about you he's no, that's, that's the thing like he still loved you like if right. mm-hmm.
3: you know but if the i thing never, is, yeah the thing is when you're going through it it, feel, it's mm-hmm. very, it it's it's very hard to as much as on the outside you can profess that
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's mm-hmm. very hard to actually believe it and it literally just like any kind of grief it just takes time time
1: and it must come in waves, too. It must come in waves, too, like some days must be better than others, right? Well, it's been 30-something years.
3: Right. So you does know, it still feel fresh, though, sometimes to you? Or No, it doesn't feel fresh. Uh-huh. Um, things are, become very bittersweet. Mm-hmm. I think about him on his birthday. I think about him on his holidays. It was hard when I w- got married. It was mm-hmm. really hard. When, one of the hardest was when I had my son. Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. That was very hard for me. Mm -hmm. But it's just like all, all loss and all grieving. It eventually does get to a place where it's bittersweet and everybody's Mm -hmm. on their own timeline, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you know? And I think that's something that people lose sight of when they're in sort of the throes of it is, you know what, you're going to be okay. And whenever I have a friend who loses someone and Mm -hmm. I call, I'm like, I'm not going to candy coat it. This sucks. Mm -hmm. And you are going to be sad and lonely and angry and unhappy and it's awful and it's terrible and nothing good. There's nothing good about this, mm-hmm. but you're going to be okay.
1: You're okay. You know, you were close to both of your parents. Um, and now that they both passed, do you feel like you ever get signs from them? Like, do you ever feel like, oh, that was my mom, you know, like a little something like that reminds you of her or
3: your dad, the voice that's always <laughs> walking behind mm-hmm. me. Like literally I will I'll be doing something and I'll be like "God, I can hear her fucking telling me like <laughs> and there's days I want to turn around and just go shut up. I'm I'm not interested in your opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I think everybody has it with your parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that's ingrained in anybody who had strong parents or close with their parents mm-hmm. that you hear them in your head all the time. I, I actually had a moment mm-hmm. during COVID Mm-hmm. where I was up in the middle of the night and I walked through my bathroom and where my bathrobe was hanging. And I swear to God, I smelled my mom. Wow. And I put on my bathrobe and I'm like, Oh my God, I smell her. I smell her. I'm like my whole area. Like I might, I'm like, oh my god, I smell. So of course I go and wake up in the middle of the night, my son and go, what does this smell like? Oh my God, Cooper, Cooper. What does this smell like? He's like, smells like grandma. I go, Oh my God, Cooper. It smells like grandma. He goes, you know, everything smells like grandma. Oh <laughs> I'm I <laughs> no, it's our detergent. <laughs> so I go in my room, and I pull out a t-shirt. I'm like, it smells I was like, grandma's fucking detergent. <laughs> I thought I was having this profound moment, visitation to the point where I wake up my son. I'm like, baby, she's here. <laughs> Do you like, believe go to that- bed, crazy mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you believe that there is an afterlife, and do you believe that she's somewhere else and that you'll see her again? or is that something that you
3: navigate daily, and that changes? I think for me it i, I it changes daily. Mm-hmm. My mother didn't believe in an afterlife, okay, right. She just believed your energy and energy then just got dispersed. She did mm-hmm. not have a strong belief in anything mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um yet she believes that she had signs from her mom, and she had right. signs from my dad, right um so i don't know she was i don't don't know i think about that Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm like when i'm doing something and if maybe my gut says it's not right or i'm not sure i'll be like give me a sign give me a sign and i'm like don't give me a fucking sign because it will scare the crap
0: out of me (laughs) (laughs) i mean like it's funny because people say like even you know in the environment, like there's butterflies and birds and Mm -hmm. storms Mm -hmm. and all these things that seem to happen at that. And I don't know if it's like that thing that we do where it's coincidence and then we make it a sign Mm -hmm. or it is actually something. I mean, and that's the thing about when people say, well, I definitely know that that's my mom or my dad. I mean, no one does know. I think that that's um, what we need to realize is no one has any clue, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's okay to believe that your mom is still here in some form in some way, because it makes
3: you feel more connected to something. And I'm comforted too, yeah, you know, comforted. Right? Mm-hmm. there was one experience um, that Cooper and I were together for that. We were both like, that's grandma. What happened? What, ha- what was it? We go to Wyoming every year Um-hmm. and there's a particular ranch that we go to. And again, we I think we both also again it was like a coincidence, but we made it into something more. I don't right, know. But right. we've we've gone there as a family for the last twelve years consecutively. Mm-hmm. Um and it was the last place we were there uh three weeks before my mom died. Mm-hmm. And it's somewhere that my mother really loved and it was very much like our family time and it was just it's a really special place to us. And we were riding and we were riding by a fence line just at the walk, leaving the main corral area. And there was this um they have magpies (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and there was aggressive yeah (laughs) Yeah. they can Um, be aggressive but they but they were i think it was i'm not sure if it was i think it was a magpie Mm -hmm. um and it kept flying from one fence post to the other and stopping and one next fence post and next fence post all the way till we got off the property oh we were riding and um cooper's like i'm like that's he's like are you noticing this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I am. He's like, it's grandma. So, which, considering it was a magpie, was kind of yeah because
0: yeah, they they're so feisty do you know yeah. that like in australia in my school we i went to this um girl's school and we had these big brimmed hats and they then that's why i said they were like they're feisty and aggressive because they would like come they would like come for you but like they weren't there to attack you they were just there to make their presence known so right. it was like and- i'm here i'm here and then they <laughs> yeah. would like go and then they'd be like yeah. i'm here so I'm, and they're, uh, they're, they're black. Would run away from right yeah, they're, they're black really
3: black huh yeah, and they're like medium-sized yeah but they're, yeah yeah so i think it's a magpie. But um, you know, and then I always think of like my childhood. you remember the cartoons Heckle and Jekyll? Yeah. Um, the two yeah, so I'm like <laughs> I'm like this very but this bird just sort of flew from one and stayed right with us mm-hmm. the whole way till we were past this protect particular fence line and heading out further into our ride. Were there any like um
1: particular life lessons that you remember from your mom that something that she really wanted you to kind of go forth in life with? marry rich <laughs> the
3: best the best advice for love second for money what is right sex or something no so you, you, you marry the first time for love love the second time wait no always a the second time for money. for money second time for love oh oh uh, see we got it reversed <laughs> him
1: did
0: you too yeah
3: no, right. i always go with my heart my I freaking no. heart yeah. or is that I think it's first time for love second time for money that's it whatever it is so yeah I'm looking for the money now. <laughs> exactly. We've got to go for the wallet, okay? <laughs> Fuck it. None of us are getting any younger. I know what I want. I'm not going to be upset with a private plane.
0: You know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that would be a nice Christmas gift. So, you, you know, you and I were talking on your show about, like, looks and how, you know, even I was talking about the fact that when I look a certain way and I... I don't think I'm getting older Mm -hmm. or like I see wrinkles Then I love myself more. Do you think that because your mom was constantly looking her best and getting plastic surgery, do you think that affected you in your way of like always trying to be perfect and wanting to be perfect because your mom always looked perfect? Mm -hmm. And the problem with perfectionism is like we can never really, I feel like it's something that we can, it's a brass ring that we never ever get to. So do you think that fuels that self-loathing that that you were talking about? Is that perfectionism that maybe you saw in your mom because she was always, always so put together?
3: Well, I think it was more, um, sorry. I think it was more, um, again, we go back to expectations Mm -hmm. and I do feel that people don't raise their children with enough expectations. Mm -hmm. Now, I think part of it, for me, though, was I think I internalized a lot of it as you know and and I think a lot of it has to do with my professional choices and just different things and mm-hmm. that you you know, I always felt like I never lived up, I never was quite there, and by the way, and my mother would look at me and say, "You were loved regardless, mm-hmm. you were told you were amazing all the time, and I'm like, nah, not so much, but that was a difference <laughs> that's a different mm-hmm. you know, that I think it's also the business we're in, but I know for me personally, and I know my son's like, you expect me to be perfect. I'm like, Oh my God, am I repeating these things? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that you have to try your hardest, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think we also are raising children. I know your children are young. You know, it goes back to the participation trophy issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I want my fourth grader to get a, a trophy. Come on. They love it. Cooper loved it. But I think at one point we also have to explain to our children that past a certain point, you have to earn the reward. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're, we've lost, we lose a lot of that. And I think also, I mean, if we really want to go sort of into the weeds, I think media now, especially with all these sort of celeb and mm-hmm. people being famous for just kind of nothing or being just their
0: face racist. like doing yeah. something silly on tiktok or their butt
3: <laughs> i, 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 I yeah. think that's a bad message as well yeah. because for me so much of of what you should be doing is working towards a goal and and trying to better yourself and do well at what you do mm-hmm. um, rather than you you're you should be you shouldn't just be like well i want to be famous and put up you know your boobs on tiktok and, and suddenly, we're rewarding
0: that that's the problem we're yeah, yeah that's we're giving a problem.
3: people so much money right. to not do anything that takes that much work and that's why i think why like with younger children now it's like yes i do believe like at a certain age they should get the participation trophies i think that's just mm-hmm. that's sweet and that's fine and the truth is they don't they it, they cry if they don't you give it to them they're happy you take the picture and 10 minutes later they've forgotten about it right they've forgotten about it yeah. but you have the cute picture mm-hmm. but i do think especially they that's a place where it really starts. Like you need to be rewarded for achievement mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: in, in, in certain ways. And I think we allow sort of this, everybody wins mm-hmm. mentality, go too far mm-hmm. into our children's lives without them actually having to earn it.
1: You know, it's a tricky does that make sense. Yes, it does. It does. And I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, and it's a tricky place where we are because We're all raising kids in Hollywood, you know, as much as, and it's, and it's a thing where I I know for me, and I know Tam and I have talked about this, like, I want to be proud of what I do and show that to my daughter and be like, it's great. You know, I love it. I'm passionate about it. It's wonderful. But at the same time, it's like, you also want to kind of protect them from, because you know, the ugly side of the entertainment business and the entertainment world. And in all the trappings of it, so how did you do it, Melissa? Like with your son, like how did you? You sh- obviously he was around you guys, he was around your mom, like when you guys were all doing your thing, but at the same time, you you kind of protected him a little bit too, right? Well,
3: I I, I really took a page out of my parents' parenting mm-hmm. playbook, uh-huh. which was at home it was it was real life and fake life, mm-hmm. and there was a real distinction of real life and fake life, you know, again, it was always, you know, it's the end of my mom's life. And this is something that my therapist thinks isn't so healthy, but it happens to me anyway. Um, This endless sense of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And my mother used to say, look at me, I'm 80 years old and they're still sending limos for me. Isn't this fantastic? Mm -hmm. And I got into this place where like I pull up to my house and I have gates. Mm -hmm. And every time I pull up to my house, I think to myself, oh my God, I'm so lucky that I live in a house with beautiful gates. Mm -hmm. So one day when I have nothing and it's all over, I can always say that I lived in a house with beautiful gates. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as my therapist has said, the way my mother thought of it was a little bit more positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I You're like, I'm going to lose everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is you going to drop. Yeah, out? yeah. <laughs> like when um, are they going to
0: so, find out? <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. But I think it's especially, you know, I mean, I know you guys have younger children. It's it's about grounding. It's mm-hmm. about understanding. It's about understanding that what we do for a living, fake like real life.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: owe oh, my mother. Oh, my dad always had me at work, so I always knew it was. Work,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know. I had Cooper in December, and I was back on the red carpet in January for the Golden Globes, and I just picked him up under my arm and like, "Bud, you're going to find out what what it's like." And mm-hmm. you know, he he, some of his best memories was in the early days mm-hmm. when he was little. We would take a soccer ball, mm-hmm. and before everyone got to the carpet and they still had the plastic down, mm-hmm. he would run up and down playing soccer <laughs> and kicking the mm-hmm. ball to wear him out up and down the red yeah. carpet, and um. It was always so funny because people were doing their tech checks Mm -hmm. and all the guys with jibs would chase him with the jib. (laughs) So it was always you know, so for him it was fun, but it was he knew we were going to work. He he used to stay in the mornings. (laughs) But he still says it. (laughs) What time what time do we have to get up? He's always like, What's our call time? (laughs) (laughs)
0: i mean i'm not worried as much about with my kids being in hollywood like roxy was saying about protecting that part of it what i worry more about is this aesthetic beauty standard that we are all trying to upkeep and I feel like it can get a, it can become a slippery slope. And See, my a, kids are really, I, I think that they're I have pretty boy, kids. Yeah. And I worry mm-hmm. that it's already like, you know, every time my daughter walks into a room, it's like, Oh, you have such beautiful hair. Oh, you're so, you know, and it's like, so what happens is she's going to be at school and then someone's going to tease her because they're going to say, Oh, you've got, you know, a chubby arm, whatever they say. And then all of a sudden she's picking herself apart. And I don't know what to do as a mother because I been there. I had, you know, really terrible eating disorders growing up and terrible body, lo- like self loathing. And there's nothing your parents can do. And that's what scares me because I'm trying to give her as many tools as I can on my end, but sometimes just girls growing up and especially in today's world, hopefully it's different now because there is more talk about like different body types and things like that. Hopefully she'll have enough self-worth and self-confidence. I don't really know where that starts from because she's already starting to say like, on the line guard, they, uh, she was watching the line guard and they said, you know, chubby. And she was like, Oh mommy, I don't want to be chubby. I want to be skinny. And I thought, wait a second, Mm -hmm. hold up. I've never, I make sure because I'm aware awareness is the first step, right? Mm -hmm. I'm aware that I don't want my body issues to play any part in her life. So I'm like, you know what? Every time I don't feel good about myself, I do not say it out loud. Mm -hmm. So she's getting these messages from the world and start, and she'll start getting them from other people too. And other kids and other peers and, Mm -hmm. and TV shows, and and billboards and social media where the girls are sucking their stomach in. And that to me keeps me up at night. And it's funny because my husband, he doesn't like, other things keep him up at night, like oh my gosh, they'll have sex at some point. I'm like, that's not the problem. I'm like, oh, it <laughs> will should. be. Trust yeah, I mean, it will enjoy, be. Like, you Can know, be careful. I, have, I want I her have to have a 19. Careful. I have a
3: 19 year old. Oh. Trust me, <laughs> that will start keeping you but up like, at I, night at I've, some point. I mean,
0: I want her to be safe, and I want her to talk <laughs> to me about sex, and I don't want her to be scared, and like, I want her to like feel good in her body. Mm-hmm. But like, I know that the the body image and how you feel about yourself and your face is such an Issue and it starts so young.
3: Yeah, I mean, and it, it I, I think it permeates all of us. I mm-hmm. mean, you have it, I have it. Actually, right. we all yeah. we all walk into why? the room. Why does women why? It just, but it I just bugs me. I think we talk about it more, but I think it's something that's always been there. It's right. always been there. But I mean, why? Because well, and think of like all the movie stars from the 30s and the forties and the fifties, and they were all gorgeous and this and I and You know, and then you, you read about like what the lighting was done and what makeup was like, and Mm -hmm. you know, this one and that one, those amazing Harel glamour shots. And you realize it was all smoke and mirrors for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, these were still beautiful women. Um, So I think it's always been there. I think it's always been there. I think we just are more aware of it. Mm -hmm. How do we combat it? I don't know. You know, my son grew late. Mm -hmm. So we went through a lot of the being short stuff. Now he's Mm -hmm. 5'10 and a half, Mm 5'11". But we, he struggled and it was hard. And you just have to support them and drum it into them that they're great and it doesn't matter. And, you know, just, you know, at one point you, you know, I remember I snapped and was like, well, then the, you know the people who are saying what to you. They're just a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Which doesn't make them feel much better, but mm-hmm. it's an honest answer. But it's hard. It's hard. It's really, really hard.
1: We've got another layer too now. I feel like with social media, social media, right? It's a bear because it it is so good in so many ways. But it's, but it can also be very ugly too. And it's like, you've got the filters and you've got the face tune and, you know, you have these, like, especially these teenagers and these preteens walking around, like wanting the world to be a filter, you know, and like wanting to look one way when in reality, most people, right? Most people don't wake up looking like you know Valencia or whatever those filter. You know the name of the filter. Name name your one. You know. I'm glad you know your filter, Rossi. I know. Well, I have looked at the before. You check <laughs> out Valencia now. Check out
3: Valencia. It always looks better in black and white.
1: I know. Yes, it does. It, uh, black and white hides a multitude of sins. It really <laughs> does at all times.
0: But it's like those filters don't even look like you know. I said to my husband the other day. Hmm. I said. I said, cause there's this girl I follow, which I'm going to unfollow because again, I know it's all fake. And then I sit and don't like myself, but I know, I know it's not reality. But so, mm-hmm. but your brain knows it, but your body still feels like, oh my gosh. And you know, your emotions still connect to some mm-hmm. form of unreality and you make yourself feel bad about yourself. Um, but I said to my husband, I said, do you think this girl's pretty? And, well, I didn't say that. I said like, what do you think about this girl? And he's like, wow. Like she's like, you know, she's va, va, voom or whatever. She has so manipulated her photos to the point of like, and again, just be, be, if there's more just normality of like, I mean, me, I have cellulite, I have rolls, I have all that stuff. And I really make a point not to filter and facetune, because I think people look up to you to go like, Oh, if she looks like that, then like, I have to starve myself when I don't look like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this girl has like sucked in her waist and pulled out her butt and all this kind of stuff. But I, if that's what she's doing on, in, on the photos, what is her mind? What, where's her mind at? Like, what does her mind think about herself? And that's something
3: that I don't want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I know that for me, cause I am incredibly hard on myself. And I think that's also coming from workaholic parents, mm-hmm. um, and never feel like I'm working enough when I, my mom used to say to me, what is wrong with you? I'm like, well, look at you. Like I'm And she's like, no, I'm not normal. She's like, you, she's like, stop. I am. My level of crazy work is not normal. So she's like, even if you're 75% of that, you're still a workaholic. So she was always very clear. Cause I used to be like, I'm not working hard enough. Um, so you, uh, you have to think about the fact that what are they doing? They're trying to make a living, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I feel like some, some of the messages that we get are just so conflicting, conflicting Mm -hmm. because we're being told, be yourself. Like I said, I'm at the point where when they would send me, like we did like a photo shoot and they would send me like the proofs to to sign off on some. I'm at the, I got to the point where I wouldn't look at them if they weren't retouched. Like my publicist would go through them. My assistant would go through them and then let me look after the retouched photos because I would flip my shit every time I saw an unretouched photo.
1: I mean, and look at you, you're freaking gorgeous. Like that shows you how hard you can
3: be on yourself. I don't see it. I don't see it at all you know but i don't think any of us see it no
0: do you no. think it's possible to love your perceived flaws Fla- that was that's such such an australian word i <laughs> that's a, that's it, so way, it was a little flaws. new york flaws? Was, flaws. <laughs> your <laughs> accent is it. hilarious cuz like your accent slips every now and then i know again. but it's not it's slipping it's just like it's just kind of it this is my weird accent that comes up
3: <laughs> but then all of a sudden you're a fool and
1: suddenly she was like dual you know i think i think i think it's really tricky too. um like to what you're just saying Tamman, is like it's a slippery slope like and this is what's been hard for me you cannot compare yourself to other people you have to be able to like sort of pull yourself out of that like you were saying looking at the other girls you know instagram and i know how you get Because I know you start looking at things and you start, like, going into yourself. And I think that that's tricky and you can't do that. You got to just be like, okay, listen, this girl is doing whatever and she is like, it it sucks and it's hard and it does not. I mean, you want to sit there and be like, what the fuck is she doing? But you got to just put it to the side and be like, that chick is not me. Like, not me. And you're on this path, you know? For
0: me, when I get comparing, what you were saying is when, like you know, someone gets a movie role. I mean, like that to me, it's it's less about like, oh my God, this person looks so hot. It's really less Mm -hmm. about that. For me, it's like, oh, that person got the job that I wanted or that person got the campaign that I wanted Uh or the person's like going to the the vacation I've always wanted to take my kids to. It's like that kind of comparison, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. That's right. kind of what, what, what comparison Especially, comparison I, I is. like
3: that you brought up work because I'm always like, well, why didn't I get that job? Why didn't oh, they Oh, it's always agent? work. It's why work, work, work for me all the time. It all and it's like, time. why didn't right. they
0: choose me? me. Mm-hmm. And like, I, so from, I have to be really careful to do that. Um, obsessive Instagram like flick through because Mm -hmm. and the other apps aren't the same for me but there's something about aspirate like everything's like I don't feel like it's inspirational it's like Mm -hmm. aspirate you want to be them you know and I think that sometimes when it's aspirational and you want to be them you don't want to be yourself Mm -hmm. and then that's the problem that's where the problem lies is when you go oh I don't want to be me I want to be them Mm -hmm. that's
3: for me I get that too there's a couple of uh of websites and blogs that i follow i'm like i don't look like that on vacation Mm -hmm. you know and they're posing and they're tan and their legs are long and they have the hat and the great bathing suit and like the perfect little cover-up and they you know and it's like look at us we're having fun i'm thinking have you ever seen me on freaking vacation like i probably haven't combed my hair I have like, you know, you get like the sunscreen stuck in like the, mm-hmm. cri- the creases oh, yeah. of like places on your face, <laughs> rubbed on so much, <laughs> you know, I'm in a bathing, in a bathing suit that will not fall off when I am surfing or chasing my child or, you know, just when mm-hmm. he was younger mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, I don't look like that on vacation. And I've usually no broken one, one of, and I've usually broken one of my flip flops. You know, like when you're in your like yeah. <laughs> and
2: the, the of, as you're chasing a child,
3: <laughs> yeah. You know, and you just want to be like, oh my god, you know, why can't I be there? Why can't I? And but also, mm-hmm. we live in a world and work in a business where it's the, as my mother used to say, the zero 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 zero, zero point one. Mm -hmm. most beautiful people in the world yeah it's true it's not re it's not reality i mean when you are on a red carpet and you see Charlize. it's a creature Mm
2: -hmm. it is
3: not you see halle berry it's your jaw drops Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's not reality Mm -hmm. there are these women but I mean, you've been on red carpets where you just turn around and you just go, I don't even, you don't even know where to start.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's why my mother always said, it's the 0.0000001% mm-hmm. of the most beautiful women in the world.
0: And yeah. the sad thing is I think a lot of those women don't feel beautiful.
3: Probably not. But it's like, mm-hmm. you look at them, I mean, you've been on that red carpets where you're like, there are these women that are, these women that are just, they're just they creatures they're so beautiful
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know and you can't believe it and then there's others that you meet you're like oh god they photograph well you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know and then there's some you get up close you're like yeah they don't look so good you know right. <laughs> but we do live in a world where these particular ones you know that you just go oh my god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know as my mother used to say, you would you could tell which ones it were because they would walk down the carpet, and you just watched men's heads heads explode <laughs> as they passed <cast> yeah. by, <laughs> It's like <laughs> all the way down. You know, so it's like, how do we get out of it? I mean, one thing is, you know, stay, stay off social media. I don't think any of us are choosing new careers at this point in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so Talking I think about it too, I think that the like you said.
0: Awareness is so important for any change. And I yeah. think we we were living. I, I would say, like t- even ten years ago, we weren't as aware of all of this. We we're just like, why do I feel so bad about myself? Why do I walk around in my body and don't like my body? And then all of a sudden there's been this explosion of like, Oh, you feel that way too. What do you mean? You feel that way too. Oh my gosh, you have self-loathing too, because of all mm-hmm. these messages that we're getting. And that we're told that we have to be and fit into and like, you know, fit smaller, 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 be quiet. Like, and, and, and now we're talking about it. So I know I know in my world, my small Mm -hmm. world, is that when I look in the mirror, I'm less critical of what I see than I used to and I'm more loving. And I think it is based on us being aware and talking about it. And now like when I hear, you know, cartoons talk about, you know, how cute and little the woman is or like, oh, you look cute. You have nice abs or whatever the cartoon is. I'm like, wow, it starts so young mm-hmm. and we need to be aware of it, especially
3: for our young girls. I, I agree. And I think so much of it, and I think just as much as young girls, it's adults too. Mm-hmm. I think social media really can mess with all of us. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Oh, you God. know, and it's messed with me for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if I look at one more, you know, perfect flower arrangement. I'm like, I'm going to cut myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, My bathroom does not, my bathroom, even, you know, I can make it really tight, but I got to tell you, I cannot arrange the shit on the counter. Right. Oh it never oh. looks right to me. Mm. You know, it's like when you go online, like, you know, I'll be on like, I don't know, like the Williams-Sonoma catalog. And you're like, why is it that I have these dishes and these napkins so when I set the table, it doesn't look like this, Yeah, you know? And I think, you know, again, we've taken aspirational mm-hmm. to the point of, um, that is almost detrimental mm-hmm. because, so it's- because, it's, because it's, because it's too far. We're never going to get there. No. Right. So maybe it's not, not giving zero
1: fucks. Maybe it's each J just giving one less fuck.
0: <laughs> we're having that. one more fuck roxy <laughs> i like that that seems <laughs> kinda kinda one more
2: fucks, that just more it it, all that actually right.
3: that actually is is good you know and i'm trying to raise a son in a world that isn't trying to explain to him that there's more than fact that his the outside her, her, his first girlfriend was hot on instagram you know yeah i gotta tell you when i saw her pictures i was like well i get it you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. I, I i i i see what he sees great but i'm you know but i'm hoping that you know again he's he's 19 everyone's like what's he majoring in i'm like drinking beer and chasing girls yeah. as okay. he should of be Of course, <laughs> that is what yes. a 19 year old sophomore in college should be majoring in mm-hmm. yeah. you know but I, I do, I am curious to see his, how he chooses. Mm-hmm. Um, I know already he really likes girls that are funny. Mm. That's based well, it's in, in the genes. Yeah. Yeah. He also is not scared of girls that are strong. Also in I mean, your family. Right? Genes. But also, yeah. as my mother used to say, he's only ever you know, yes, his dad's in the picture, but he's really only ever been around women and raised by women who love him. Mm-hmm. So he really likes women. He's not like, you know, this mm-hmm. guy who hates women. He loves women because mm-hmm. women have always been really good to him, mm-hmm. you know? So it'll be interesting. He, he always gravitates towards the funny ones.
1: Oh, uh, do you see him going into like a show business? career?
2: You know,
3: he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. but then again, I went to college and said, I didn't want to. And then I realized I was kind of qualified to n- not qualified to do really anything else. <laughs> and I often put that history degree to good, to good use. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, he's sorting it out. I, he wants mm-hmm. to be somehow in the industry, mm-hmm. but definitely not in front of the camera.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's a non-starter as of this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, Melissa, um, our time is almost up. but no! Can you do a game with us? Yes, I'll
3: do a game. I'll do a game. Let's, Let's game. do
0: a game. Do thank a you game. so much for sharing I so much about your life. I, so you know, so when scary. I spoke to you last week, I was like, wow, you are like me. You're like an open book. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's nothing
3: I won't say. That's a problem. That's a slight problem. Trust um, me. It's gotten me in trouble. <laughs> you know. But then And by the way, it will make lose. your children horrified.
0: I, I horrify them now. Oh, just horrify Indeed. my husband. Oh my gosh. I, I'm an oversharer, but then <laughs> I also feel like maybe people trust me because I can't like really keep a secret.
3: <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. They're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. like Seriously. Like, it's true.
0: And what's so wrong about talking about like mental health and issues and, mm-hmm. like
3: you know, that's
0: the thing. Like people, like, you're as sick as your secrets, right? Mm-hmm. So I have no
3: secrets, <laughs> yeah. but it's true. And it, it's, it's, but what you're saying is true. You got it, you know, yeah. yeah, there's stuff. People are like, you can't talk about that. I'm like, oh, you bore me. Yeah. I mean, you have to
1: be able to be open 100%. I said
3: in the beginning, when you have see those families and it's all perfect and this and mm. that and the other, for sure, there's some dark shit going on. There's like a
1: dungeon. There's like a cage, a dungeon cage with like gimp clothing and, <laughs> and <laughs> so
3: hot, <laughs> Roxy. And there's nothing <laughs> worse than <laughs> the parents who never say anything is wrong about their children. Mm, right. But everything is perfect, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to play Never hey. Have I Ever.
3: Oh, Never Have God.
2: I Ever. Quick,
1: so- quick disclaimer. We're actually going to have this only for the audio portion of our interview. So if you guys want to listen to it, go to iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, and go listen to
0: Melissa. Guys, go yes. listen. Stay to the audio. <laughs> okay, never have I ever is you say if you have or you have never. Yes, I, yes. I've I've played this like game I get with,
3: the game. <laughs> I played this game with drinks. <laughs>
0: yes, it. we need drinks. Yes, we do.
1: All right, so okay. Now I have to give you a little preface because I too am a red carpet host and. I grew up watching you and your mom just flawlessly own the red carpet. So, I'm very excited to ask you a little red carpet and never have I ever. Okay. Um and I had this has happened to me. Never have I ever talked to a celebrity on the red carpet who was totally wasted and incoherent. Oh. Like sure all of them right <laughs> It it is, sure, I have. Would you like to tell us about it? You don't have to give the name, but would you like to tell us the situation?
3: I, I don't even remember, but it was, you know, there are plenty of times you will be like just reeking of alcohol or reeking of weed. <laughs> and you'd be like, dude, you know, like A list, yes. A list. Yeah, but you're like, yes. dude, fucking share.
1: <laughs>
0: don't just come like, yeah, it. give me sound.
1: And because they're like this close to you. it's like a direct, you know, you can smell everything. yeah, it's probably
0: a nerves. I mean, I don't know if it's always this, but sometimes it's probably a nerves thing because there's so many lights and flashes and people and whatever. Oh, you're you calm yourself down. You're such a better person.
3: You're so sweet. You're like so good. Like you're inherently good. No, but like if I drank,
0: it was not because I wanted to get fucked up. If I was going to drink on the red carpet, for me, it was like, oh my god, there's so many lights. Like there's, it's too overwhelming, so I need to drink.
3: Right. Which of course, if that makes you sleep better at night, let's
0: just run with that. Right. Well, I only drink two on a Friday because it's like so much fun for me. But like that, I would probably do it every day. So I only do two on a Friday, and also because I don't want to be a bitch to my family because I realize when I drink, I'm not that nice (laughs)
3: we have to to get together right i know when i drink i get really honest and like to be perfectly honest i don't like a lot of people Oh, as soon as i start drinking i'm like i don't like them
0: <laughs> well it'd be bad if we were going for a drink and you're like i just don't even know why i'm here like no i don't i only drink with people i like and then discuss everybody that we don't like <laughs> that's the way to do it that's the way to do it people really we're all evolved. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay rocks okay oh wait is it mine oh it's your turn it's your turn go go Never go have i ever had a friend with benefits Ooh! i haven't oh <gasps> you have not i know I this is me who's been with my
3: husband for 16 years <laughs> yeah are yeah. yeah. like i
0: want one of those Speaking
3: from experience <laughs> yeah i haven't i'm so a bit like... of a serial monogamous okay. okay. and i have ex-boyfriends that have become very good friends mm. but there's never been a backslide have you ever had like a one night stand that wasn't
0: yeah. supposed to be a one night stand, but you just, yes. yeah yes. And it turned into
1: um all of my, you know what is funny? My one night stands have all turned into relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They've all turned into my husband's. What can I say? But I do believe, I think that there, there is such a good, there's a thing as, testing the car before you buy it so I do
0: believe in that I do believe it if it was bad sex, drive. I don't yes. think, unfortunately because I do think physical is so important if it was bad sex I don't think for me personally I could marry
3: that person I, I just don't like I would be really depressed <laughs> yeah, so for me it was someone that I knew and oh. we were friends quote unquote Mm-hmm. um well, I guess we were friends but not like talk everyday friends mm-hmm. and we were texting one night and next thing you knew he was at my house uh-huh next thing, next you, thing knew, you knew you know the whole thing and then it was just like that was it and then strangely like a week later we were at the same event and he's like hey and, like big hug and naked. yeah yeah so you know that's and there's that's it's a one and only is it
0: exciting mm. that like because you're not dating anyone like your next sexual experience you're gonna... could be like anything right and it could be at any time like it could well, be that like tonight or... it could be like next year like or you know is it, it could be tomorrow it could I mean, be right now I, yeah. I okay. this
3: is so I love that you guys it's so sweet that you think that that's like exciting and fun it is like, I am on the verge of my house turning <laughs> into great gardens but with dogs instead of cats yeah okay so, yeah I was like the other day I said to my friends I'm like I'm done. I'm going to go sit in the shade. No one's ever going <laughs> to be with me. No one's ever going to love me. Oh no, that is not and true. My, my friends are like, you can always, there's always someone. I'm like, yes, but I don't want to be with someone for the sake of just being with someone.
0: There is so mm-hmm. many billion people in the world. There isn't, there's enough loves of your life out there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's hope we can, somehow. we just have to find okay. them. Okay? Yes. Which, which is not so fucking easy. <laughs>
1: and if not, there's always Raya, right? The dating website. Uh-huh. That's I, that's I will like, not go yeah. online. Roxy how do you know about that app (laughs) because I've um done some research (laughs) okay never
3: have
1: I ever okay never have I ever dated somebody after interviewing them on the red carpet Mm. No,
3: no how about (gasps) that I never well I never I don't think anyone I ever interviewed even asked me out yeah, was there ever, like, a moment where
1: you, like, had a moment with somebody like, on the carpet? Like, yeah.
3: No, I think... Isn't that depressing? No. There were a few that were ass-grabbers, but that was just <laughs> icky. That was just par for the course. Uh, yeah, 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 gosh. That was, a bit, that was just par for the course. <laughs> yeah. Especially live, because there's nothing you can do. Okay. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, never have I ever... I don't know why these... Roxy, you wrote all sexual ones. Never have I ever... Did I? Oh, no. Just a girl. Oh! <laughs> yeah. What? Never have oh, I ever no. kissed a girl. No, no. Never? Never. Never wanted to? No. No.
3: Okay, so I have this again. I, I, uh, I actually had this conversation with a friend of mine last night. Oh. Or two nights ago, and he's like, You need to deconstruct your boxes. I'm like, What the fuck that <laughs> what? He's like, Now, this is a friend of mine that later in life discovered that he liked men more than women, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll still sleep with a woman, but you know, is very fluid. Fluid. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Like, just because that's where you are in your life, do not drag me. (laughs) (laughs) me. He's like, how do you know? I think you need to meet a woman who will love you and care about you. I'm like, I'm not attracted to other women. He's like, How do you know? I'm like, yes, because I I know. know. (laughs) I'm around them. I know. I know. Because I'm aware. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So no, I know. Everyone finds that shocking. Like, no. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, Mm -hmm. Rox, last one. Okay. Never have I ever
1: oh thought about leaving Hollywood for good. Mm.
3: At least twice a day. (laughs) (laughs) At least twice a day. I'm like, fuck it, I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Every day. Yeah. And then oh, I go, fine. where am I going to go? I'm like,
1: yeah. well, no. <laughs> Selling tacos on the beach in
0: Mexico. That could be kind of fun. Right. It does Perfect. have a lure here, but I think that because of quarantine we've all been here way too long. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like Los Angeles is a place where you have to leave to really appreciate it and love it. So, um, I think we all need a, a some time out from LA. Yeah. A break, right? I'm out. Yeah. Done. Done. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. We love you and adore
3: you. And Where can
0: people find you in your podcast and tell us everything? Yeah, group text,
3: Melissa Rivers, group text on all the platforms you would expect. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. Um, Check out, you know, my Facebook page, my Insta, my, you're not going to see like aspirational body kind of shit on my Insta, (laughs) um, you know, Twitter, all that stuff. And, you know, hopefully we can do this again. I've got a new book that's coming out Mother's Day. Oh, what's that book? Tell us about that book. It's called Lies My Mother Told Me. Mm. <laughs> we should have started the podcast with that.
0: Yes!
3: Oh. We should have been like, like, okay, so your book, tell us yeah, about all the lies. But, but I'm still in the process of writing, writing it, and it's a humor book. Okay. It's a okay. humor book. It's like, you know, there's going to be like four stories that are real, and the rest are just shit I make up and lies okay. I make up. So, uh, for example, okay. it's very often my mother's, take on what actually happened at different historical points in the world. Oh, okay. Like, did you know that the French Revolution was started because Marie Antoinette cut bangs? (laughs) Mr. Maurice of the Champs-Élysées gave her bangs. Uh. She came home. She wasn't happy. Louis was not happy. She mumbled something about, bring me some ice cream or fuck it, let me just have some cake. (laughs) And there you go. (laughs) <laughs> and that's how history went down Mona Lisa
0: <laughs> I think that was yeah so Mona Lisa you know that expression that she has when like in the painting it's like that half smile half not smile mm. yep. they say that the reason she she wanted to be painted like that is because she just had a miscarriage
2: <gasps>
0: I and really? she didn't yeah, she didn't want to show yeah. <laughs> 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 something like that But she <laughs> didn't want people to think that she was happy because she had just had a miscarriage. Isn't that interesting? That's a That's Andrew, yeah. So now
3: every time you see her, you'll be like, oh, right. <laughs> I, like to, I, I like to think maybe she had had some bad Mexican food for lunch. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like a better story. Let's just <laughs> maybe, think of yours. Maybe
1: she tested her of the car and it wasn't good.
3: Yeah, so maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe she was in a conversation with someone she didn't want to be in a conversation with. It was like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think yours are better thank you so
0: much yes thank you melissa good luck with the book good luck with the podcast good luck thank you your entire life and your son and your world love it um hope we can have drinks sometime um, yes. can tell me all the people that you don't like hopefully they're not us <laughs> <laughs> no they're not you guys <laughs> yay and
3: you have to come back and see us too Melissa and you guys have to come back on my podcast we'll do another swap fun
1: we love and it we are Women on Top Official on Instagram and Women on Top Podcast on Facebook and I am Taman Sersok and I am Roxy
0: Manning and we are <gasps> Women on, on-